Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, your host. I will be joined by the boys and we will be talking Burnley away. Uh, we'll look at the second leg of the semi-final against Valencia in the Europa League and our road to Bacow versus Chelsea, the Gunnar debate, and much, much more. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. As I said, I'm joined by the boys. Uh, I'm joined by, uh, all the way from our distant, uh, closer to Bacow location in Greece, uh, we're joined by Trev again, uh, we're joined by Scunny Mike, and we're joined by um, the convict keeper, the man, the uh, the voice of reason on Ask Bros Rantcast. We're joined by Toby. Toby, introduce yourself. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Fergus. I, I have to say I feel quite privileged to be on here. Um, and I feel like even though I know yourself kind of through messaging and I know Scunny Mike, you know, I feel like I know Trev just from listening. So, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's nice to be on and thanks for having me. Um, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. So, boys, um, we're going to talk about uh, the Champions League uh, results today. We're going to talk about, uh, more importantly, the Europa League. Uh, but we are going to look back, um, our look ahead to the end of the Premier League for this season. But before we start, uh, Trevor sent me a message beforehand, which uh, is a good reminder. Today, as we record this, is the 11th of May. And um, in 1985, so what's that, 50, no, 30, 36 years ago, uh, 56 people 34. went to... 34, 56 people went to a game of football to watch Bradford City versus Lincoln City um, and never came home. So there was 265 people injured, 56 died in uh, the Bradford fire. Now, I know a lot's said about Hillsborough and, and things like that, but not enough is said about uh, these people. So just we took, took a, a moment just to, to, to mention that. Um, right, so we're on to the last game of the season, uh, finishing on a high in the Europa League. Uh, barring an unlikely combination on the last day of results in the Premier League, Arsenal need to win, Tottenham need to lose, and the Gunners need an eight-goal swing in goal difference. Arsenal Champions League hopes now rest on uh, winning the Europa League in Bacow. So, as I said, we'll look at the Premier League, uh, the final Premier League game of the season, and reflect on the semi-final uh, afterwards in Bacow. Uh, and then look at the game in Chelsea, uh, with Chelsea at Bacow. Christ, I can't get my words out correctly this morning. It's probably too early and not enough beer in me. Um, so nine Nothing goal- new then. Nothing new, nothing new. <laughs> these, these daytime ones are a little bit funny, aren't they, Mike? <laughs> Burnley have lost nine successive meetings with Arsenal in all competitions. Uh, only against Wolves have they su- suffered a longer run of defeats. Uh, losing 11 in a row between 1987 and 2002. The Gunners have won 1-0 in the last three encounters at Turf Moor, scoring in the 90th minute um, in each of the last two visits. And can we remember from the last podcast who scored that 90-minute winner at the last game? Koscielny, well, wasn't it? Or was that the year before? Uh, no, it wasn't Koscielny, Trevor. Uh, it was Mr Sanchez from the penalty spot. Yes. Uh, Burnley have not beaten Arsenal in the league since their 1-0 vic- victory 
at Highbury in 1974. Were you at that game, Trev? Oh, who knows, Fergus, to be honest. Could have been, because my first game was in 1970, so I might have been, but uh, yeah, maybe that's not that good. That, I wasn't being facetious. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. she <laughs> 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 was. Okay, just a little. Don't stand for it, Trev. Give him what for. <laughs> so, boys, um, final game. It's not the most important game, because, as I said, we need a nine-goal swing. We need Tottenham to lose at Everton. All very possible, but the nine-goal swing is probably, eight, nine goals is, is probably the, the hard thing. Um, we've got a game in three weeks' time that we have to worry about. What would you do with the lineups, Toby? As our as our uh, new guest, what would you do with the lineups? You you go first. Well, this is perplexing, Ferg, because it's either rest them all, play the kids, play the fringe players, protect the the guys we're going to need, um, you know, and that we're going to need badly. Your Kashelnis, your Socrates, your Lacazettes, your Abamyangs. But at the same time, it's three weeks away. So are we going to get a point, you know, something that, that happened after this, the big break um, previously in the season where we had a nice rest and then we started playing like shit directly after it. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really sure. Your, your heart says rest everyone and give the fringe players a go. But does it make any difference? Is it just is it just us protecting injuries, or are we going to lose any momentum that we have? And then Abamyang also has um, sorry, Ferg. Abamyang uh, also has a chance for the Golden Boot. And and you know finishing fifth is vi- vital for us because Watford are in the FA Cup final. If they win the FA Cup, uh, which again unlikely, uh, but if they win the FA Cup, they get a Euro- uh, Europa League spot. So it means that the sixth place uh, goes into the round, uh, the first round of qualification. So we, if yeah, wow. if we drop yep. points to Man United, we'd end up being in, I don't know, maybe some strange country like Azerbaijan or something like that playing mm. in July. Took some strange country mouth, like Baku. Yeah, took the words out of my mouth, Fergus. And also, also sorry, uh, Toby, I'll cut you off there, mate. That's um, right, mate. Also, what that those qualifying rounds for the Europa League they start really early, don't they? Would that that might put middle our, of July might put yeah, our the American, American tour in doubt? Yeah, it would. Yeah. There is talk yeah. of that. That's that's where they, the the whole conversation started. I was actually had a message uh, with um, Manny last night, and he was talking about uh, and mentioned it and and sent. Uh, I think I got a screenshot of of it somewhere. But yeah, he sent a message through about about it. Uh, Mike, what would you do with the uh, the lineups? I'd put the strong line out up. We're only a point above Manchester United, and like we've just said, there it's uh, quality becoming to get fifth is becoming more and more that we need that. Yeah, because if we if if we don't if we end up in the the qualifying rounds again, as I said, it's unlikely, but shit happens, uh, and we end up losing a back cow. Uh, you know. Th- that that is a as we said a disaster to the lucrative American tour. Not that I really give a shit about that. Although I know uh, Boston wants to go and see them, uh, and some some of the guys on on some of the golf course gooners and that they they want to go and, and see Arsenal in the flesh in America. Um, but as regards the revenue for the club, I really don't care. But I don't want us to start playing football in July and be fucked again by next March April. Uh, well, that's that's the other thing in it as well. It's it's going to be a long season if we start in July. Mm. Mm. And then just uh, the bragging rights as well with Man U. 
you know. I, I, I couldn't really give a shit about this last round, but realising that Man U are only one point away and they've pretty much got three points in the bag with who they're playing, you know, I think that still means something to us. And bragging rights are very important to me. I've got two brothers who are Man United fans and also a very, very annoying little uh, nephew of mine. He keeps on texting me uh, every time Arsenal fuck up and Man United do something. And he'll probably listen to this as well and send me a message on it. So, yeah, very important. We will will overcome you, Cahill. Definitely, we will. It sounds like we've all got a lot involved with this thing because... I've got a £50 bet with a good mate of mine, Dino, who's a dirty mank, but he's a good lad. So £50 who finishes highest, and I, I really want to see him dip into his wallet. So let's have a strong side out, boys. I, I think we need to get a message to Emery, don't we? That It's, it's fucking important, this game, to us. <laughs> it should be important anyway, and I think it should be important to Emery uh, with it, just, just because of that reason there. You don't want to be starting your season off in July. I don't think anybody does. And you know that that that's because we finished fourth and yet to uh, qualify into the group stages. Now fourth place, so uh, Tottenham or Chelsea, they don't have to do that anymore. The 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 UK or the the English sides who finish in the top four all automatically get into the group stages. So there is no qualification anymore. So um, do do you see any any Burnley players as a uh, a main threat? Uh, would would you would you, like? I know, Toby, you said switching the lineup a little bit, uh, like Klaschelny and, and Socrates. I'd, I'd have a tendency to maybe play Mustafi, and, and I know you don't like Mustafi, Mike, but for the importance of the other games, Mustafi and um, Mavropanos probably at the back, uh, maybe Gwendozi in the middle. Um, but I'd give I'd I'd like to give Saka a run out and uh, Eddie a run out up up top, only because then we can see how good which ones we need as a third striker well, Danny Welbeck's gone you know and do we need to go out and buy a third striker are one of these guys good enough to try and break through into the first first team yeah I, I can see that um, I'd like to see a couple of kids play in yeah definitely but I think we we still need a strong spine in there and if must, I know what you're saying about Mustafi no I don't particularly like him but to save and give rest to Koscielny and Socrates then yeah definitely I think it should be done that way well, Arsenal have ended the last seven Premier League seasons with a victory and have not lost on the final day um, uh, since a 2-1 defeat to Birmingham uh, in 2005. Uh, they also finish below Tottenham for three consecutive league campaigns for the first time since um, a run of nine seasons from 1959-60 season right through to 67-68 season. Jesus so, Christ, you've looked into the history books with that one. <laughs> I should they concede two or more goals, it'll be the worst defensive record uh, since 1983-84 season uh, when they let in 60, ga- 60 goals in 42 matches. Uh, Prediction-wise, um, I went for... Uh, I've, I've gone for... A 1-0. Um, Manny has gone for a 1-1, as has Mike and the guests. Um, I'm on 47 points as it stands at the minute. Um, and the closest one is Manny on 42. There are six points uh, up for grabs. Can I be caught? Manny, can you catch the super, super Ferg? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so we're moving on now to the Europa League, the game we had on Thursday night. And then, is it the Mestella or is it the Mestia? Uh, I don't know how it's pronounced correctly. Which is not unusual for me. Um, 
we have avenged the cup defeat of 1980 Cup Winners' Cup, where we lost 5-4 on penalties. Uh, we've avenged the qualifying round in um, the Champions League of 2001, where we went out and away goals. Uh, and we have avenged the group stage, where we lost 2-1. Um, Arsenal haven't uh, won away at a Spanish opposition for the first time in eight games, uh, where previously we'd drawn two and lost five. And the last time we won on Spanish soil was at Real Madrid in 2006. What did we make of the game, boys? Uh, so we had Ozil uh, starting, Aubameyang and Lacazette up top. Your mate Mustafi was benched. Yay. <laughs> Made a difference, didn't it? And he didn't look happy. He didn't look happy, did he? Oh, well, he'll get over it. He will. He will. So go on, tell us what you thought of, thought of the match then, Mike. I enjoyed it. I was... Um... I was a bit gutted with our defence at the start. Uh, I think we let the first goal in, didn't he? But it was a good bit of play by Valencia. But I enjoyed watching them fight back. And that's the one thing I've just been asking for throughout this season. Just show a bit of heart, show a bit of passion, just show a bit of fight. And they did that against Valencia. And, and look what happened. We ended up winning 4-2. I must admit, when Gamera's close-range effort went in early on, I thought, oh, fuck, I, I walked down to get a beer. Um, and I said to the wife, we're losing 1-0 already. And I know that in the grand scheme of things, we were still ahead, uh, but um, and they had the away goal, so I just knew that, like, you know, here we go. They, they're going to come at us, and we're going uh, to fuck it up. Yeah, but about well, me- once we got that equaliser, though, I think that's when the game sort of changed. It's That's put it into perspective, and that's what we needed, it's that one equaliser, or that yeah, one but- away goal, and it just changed the whole thing. Yeah, and you could feel it as well. And then, like that was that Abamyang's um, volley, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was a flick on by Lacazette, wasn't it? Yeah, and he yes. just he absolutely smashed it into the bottom corner. And then Lacazette put Arsenal ahead uh, by a, an effort in the, in the right right corner. I think it was a good goal. But then Gamero came back. He's won the competition four times, you know, with um, Sevilla uh, and Atletico Madrid. Um, he got a second, and then. Um, there was that goal, Maitland-Niles, the Maitland-Niles assist to Aubameyang. What a sweet goal that was. Oh, the brilliant bit of play by Maitland-Niles there. That little dummy and flick, that was amazing, that was. And I know on our message group, uh, we were saying, uh, and on Arsenal fans forum on the, on the match chat, everyone was saying about Maitland-Niles. He was getting ripped a new one. Uh, in that game, and he redeemed himself with that assist. Don't you think? I, I don't, yeah, he was getting he was getting ripped a new one, but I don't think it was. Te- te- in in fairness to him, I don't think it was his fault. I just don't think he did. He didn't have his. He didn't have backup. Um, the problem I was seeing was Özil wasn't dropping back to let to free up Torreira to go help him out on that side, and then when the issue started to become a bit more prominent, um, you got had Abamyang. He was pushing down that right-hand side, and it, it made up a difference. Mm. Go on, yeah. Trev, you're going to say something? Yeah, yeah, I've, I sort of agree. I mean, I, I worried about Niles in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the game, but I, I think it just showed uh, Aubameyang, not not just because of the hat-trick, Aubameyang had his best game for Arsenal, I think. Did you, he, re, he was one of the first to realise how much... Niles was struggling and he's, he's covering back and he's tackling back was fantastic well that's what I mean it, you, you can't you can't always have two on one down on one side you got someone has to give him some help yeah, you, you mentioned as well about uh, Ozil dropping back um, but 
it seemed to me we were playing a strange situ- a strange formation where it looked like Alba and Lacquer were playing on a wide, weren't they? And, and, and Ozil seemed to be more central. But um, I'm not going to dwell on Ozil, but by God, the man was poor again. When he, I, I purposely watched him, you know. I was taking my eyes off the ball and watching him. And and there's something up with a man. He's, he's, he's got, he's, his heart's gone, I think, at the minute. I, I was I was the same, Trev. I agree. He was a ghost. He he wasn't. He won't. He didn't play a very good game at all. Have you heard that um, he turned down a transfer to PSG in January? No. Did didn't you hear that? No. Yeah. No. I, I read. I read somewhere yesterday, the day before. Uh, Toby, did you hear about that? O- Ozil turned down a transfer um, request or a transfer bid uh, to PSG last January. You're kidding. Hmm. That would have solved so many of our problems. I, I didn't hear that. No. What um what source did you hear it through? Uh, I, I, I listen. I look at so much of this shit. It's unbelievable. My wife has fucking gone nuts at me about it. But um, <laughs> uh, I think it might have been Football dot com or something like that. It, it was just okay, an yeah, internet yeah. source. It, it's on Arsenal. No, no. I'm just wondering the the credibility of it. But I mean, that's that would be phenomenal. It, it would make if, sense if that, that were like, the case. Know, that, um, that, Go on, Toby. No, no, no. It, um, oh, I, I okay. was letting you talk, sorry. No, no, no. You have to learn to talk over me because otherwise I'm worse than You don't that. shut up. No, it's the only way you get in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I should be skilled then, shouldn't I? You with, should be. With my you buddy be brother. With, with but, Max, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, just just picking up on the Ozil thing. I mean, I, I you know me, boys. I, I always say I, I, I'm not going to talk any player down too much. It's just not the, mm-hmm. it's not the way I work, but just one sentence from me sort of sums it up from my perspective. You, your highest paid player in a club, regardless of what they're on and regardless of what club, your highest paid player doesn't get substituted almost every game they play, right? And has to make a difference. They talisman, they talisman, yeah. And and we lose Urzil most games he plays, he's off. You know. We were talking about it, weren't we? We were surprised to see him come out for the second half against Valencia. Yeah, I was. I thought he would have been subbed. And it, I don't know if you saw that team photo afterwards, uh, where he does the little M to his niece um, in in the team celebratory photo in the in the dressing room. He didn't look very happy there either, does he? I, I think you're right, Trev. There's there's something afoot, and um, I think. <sighs> There's, there's part of me thinks that he'll just stay stay there two years taking the money. We can't get rid of him. But I think we touched on it before. Why not just buy him out of his fucking contract? That's what Man United are considering to do with Sanchez. Talking about the dressing room. It wouldn't be the most stupid option. Talking about the dressing room. Did you see that picture of all the players in the dressing room? Did you see Kalazinac? <laughs> yeah. Now that is one evil looking man. He's an Eastern Eastern European doorman, isn't he? He absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's pissed off well, because we, we need more hard him. men in our team. So bring it on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely what, right. What was that then, Mike? You said about Mustafi. I said he's probably pissed off because Mustafi's still behind him. You yeah, don't know he's what stick- he's poking him with. <laughs> yeah, he's sunken as well. So, so Arsenal have qualified for the seventh European final. Um, one Fairs Cup, three Cup Winners' Cups, one Champions League final, two UEFA Cup stroke Europa Leagues, lifting only two trophies on the previous six occasions. At any of them, Trev? Say that again, mate. You just, I just lost you. 
That's all right. I just I've just said that we've qualified for uh, seven European finals. At any, have you been to any of them? Uh, no, if I'm honest, I haven't, Fergus. I, I was desperate to get tickets in 2006. Didn't have a chance. They're so hard to get. But uh, trust me, boys, I will be in Baku. Yes, hmm. you you are going, aren't you? So just um, don't take that jinx, Johnny Hubbard, with you. No, I've 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 ignored. He, he he sent me a little message mentioning it, and I've ignored him. Sorry, Johnny boy, but I'm not talking to you. <laughs> not not till not till May thirtieth. Absolutely, yeah, correct. Yeah. So, what route? What's your road to Baku then, Trev? What? I go a two different go a different route there and back. I go from going. I go from Kos to Athens, Athens to Istanbul, Istanbul to Baku. Then How coming, long is that going to take you? Uh, oh, I can't remember now, Fergus. About ten or twelve hours, I think. I get some. I get some time in the airports, and then coming back, I go Baku to Tbilisi, Tbilisi to Athens, Athens to Kos. Yeah, but uh, it's worth it. I don't mind. I want to see our boys lift and, the trophy. And I, I hope, I hope we do. What What do you think our chances are? And I think we we talked about before. Um, the Valencia second leg, we were saying like, who would we rather? And myself and Johnny said we'd would have rathered Chelsea, and some of the other guys were saying they would have rather Frankfurt. What do you think our chances are? Where where do you think Chelsea's weak spots are? Um, what do we need to do to to win this game? Right, I, well, do you know we've talked about a difference, haven't we, between the league performances and the Europa League performances? And I think. That performance against Valencia this week just showed that the players are really up for this Europa League. They, they sort of know that this is where we need to be successful this year. And if that team turns up that played against Valencia, we will beat Chelsea. We, sh- we should have won at Chelsea, first away game of the season. Correct. We should have won at Chelsea, got beat 3-2. I don't know how we managed to get beat. And then we, we absolutely played them off the park at our place. What was the score, Fergus? Was it 2-0 but they weren't in the game Chelsea so all the pointers are towards us winning the final but we're talking about the Arsenal so who knows we're not the favourites are we not no we're not no No, Chelsea's the favourites and why do you think that is probably because of the higher league position yeah, but I can't think of any other reason why. I, I, exactly. Probably because we're a bunch of cowards that pussy out every time we have any type of you know, feeling that we should be winning the game. It, it's, it's, it's been a. I'm sorry to bring a negative, but it, it's been, it's been a, a horrible finish to a season that we we should have done more with. So it, I, it's I, it's I, a difficult feeling to to really get up and excited and confident behind this team. I agree with you, Toby. In in the sense, if it was league form. But our Europa mm. League form has been exceptional and completely different. And it's like a different... Uh, that game, as Trevor said, when we turned up at Valencia, I, after the previous weekend and after Tottenham getting through, after Liverpool getting through, I was on the fucking floor. And I'm sure they were as well. You know, we fucked up top four um, and, and we watch our closest rivals get to a Champions League final and the bin dippers get there as well. So it, it for me, it was... 
It was horrific. And they turned up on on Thursday night and they performed. And they've done that in the majority of games. Okay, mm. Ren's away, we didn't perform. And I think, was it uh, oh. Karabag, I think? No, not uh, Karabag. Uh, uh, Borisov. No. Borisov. Borisov. Borisov, yeah. we were bad. But you see, what was refreshing yeah. was the after-match interview on Thursday, Obama Yang, credit to the young lad, he said, we will admit we're sorry to our fans that our league form has been so poor this last few weeks. We realise that and we're going to put it right and hopefully win this cup. Credit to the lad for saying that because in I don't you know over the last year or two you don't often hear Arsenal players talk like that. So it was quite refreshing from my point of view. No, they usually get quite mm. silenced, don't they? Yeah, With stuff yeah, like that. They don't they don't tend to speak like that. Well, we we have got a different breed of player in there. Uh, Ramsey is the last pr- proper sort of fingerite, uh, and and he's off. Um, so there's talk well, of him being fit for the final as well. Yeah, I, I I saw that, but I thought he was out for the rest of the season. But I know that's outside outside the the season. But well, I don't think, know. Well, in all fairness, I don't think uh, a lot of people expected us to go to the final. So maybe that was just maybe talk of that's it for the season for him. But I know that I've heard this talk of him being fit for the final. And well, he was a big part of the reason that we owned Chelsea last time. Yeah, remember he played the pressing role out yes. of the number ten. Yes, and their who's their deep lying midfielder? I forget his Jorginho. name. Yeah, so he 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 pressed him out of the game, and that's one of the reasons that we got in the ascendancy. Beat him on the transition. I hope to God so he is So he would fit. be immensely useful, yeah. Yeah, and I would be far more confident. And and apologies for my negativity before, but the the reason I'm not seeing the, the correlation so much between league form and the, the UEFA Cup form is the fact that we're playing English opposition again. And I think we're better against European teams than we are against Premier League teams. Well, that was a question I had for later on, to a certain degree, with um, looking at. Sorry, Ferg. No, 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 no. It's, no, it's it just it, it's brought it to the, the surface a little bit earlier. That's all. Looking at the, the fact that Liverpool, uh, Tottenham, Chelsea, and Arsenal have all qualified for the first time ever. All four teams in the major trophies are from the one country, um, and they're all from the one league as well. Obviously, you know, Premier League and so on. Um, but is it down to the Premier League? The 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 the, the 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 fitness requirements of the Premier League, the the, the speed, the, the, how tough the league is. Because you look at Tottenham, okay, Ajax played them off the park on the first half of both those games, and in the second half, um, Tottenham just looked fitter and stronger. Liverpool pressed and pressed and pressed against um, Barcelona and just didn't let them play their game. Arsenal, you know. Went one nil down and we pushed on and on. Chelsea, I was watching the Arsenal game and the Chelsea game at the same time, and Chelsea uh, were hanging on a little bit uh, against uh, Frankfurt, but then Frankfurt just tailed off and it just looks like it looks like the English sides have just got another gear. Is it? Is do you think that's a factor? I wouldn't absolutely. I, 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 I wouldn't do. know about the Tottenham game because I won't watch them. Fergus refused. And, Please don't let us mention them much more today because it's a little bit of sick comes in your mouth every time. But <laughs> going back, you know, Toby's got a really valid well, point. I, j- about I jinxed it, didn't I, Trev? You did. Fergus, for, lucky we weren't in the same spot when you said that, mate. I was, I was fed up with you. 
Really I, I, tur- I turned it off. I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> you frightened the fuck out of me, Trev. <laughs> nice one, Trev. About time went, someone told him. I went down and started watching BBC and started watching nature programmes and the end of Line of Duty because I thought, fuck me, I pissed Trev off. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. no, listen, just going back to, to Toby, Toby's got a really good point about the difference between European football and and. and Premier League football and, and the fitness levels and that, yeah. Toby, I totally agree with you. But just, just to give you a little bit of something to think about uh, along with that, of all the mm. Premier sides we've played this year, Chelsea are probably the ones we've looked most like beating when we've played them twice, you know? So yeah. hopefully it'll yeah. balance out and we'll be away again. But I do get your point, Toby, absolutely, I do. Yeah, for, for sure. And the, and then the other thing that, um, that, that ties in with that really nicely is that Emery as a manager is far better against the teams that he's got to set up tactically against. And that's what his strength is as a manager. Whereas his weakness seems to be the mid to lower tables that he doesn't take as seriously. Um, so we we have set up tactically beautifully against Chelsea the last two times we played. As you said, we should have won the first game. We, we were very profligate in front of goal. Um, and then the second game, we, we absolutely owned them. You know, they didn't even come close to us that, that game. So we do have a little bit of um, previous with that. And, and hopefully um, that, that puts us in really good stead. Toby, I Toby, just, hang on a minute. I've Toby, just got this, hang on a minute, this. mate. I'm Googling Go again. On. I'm Googling Go again. Prof. Do it. Gates. It, it's, a, it's an Australian <laughs> slang word for we done well. Oh, right, okay. Cheers, boys. <laughs> You've got, you got to think as well with um, out of the, all the top six this year, we've only lost four times with, a, with, uh, with, the, four, with the top six teams. Yeah, that's been our good form. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something to take on from previous years where we probably would have lost all six. Uh, well, games, 12 yeah. times. You know I mean, both yeah, games. I think to lose only four times against top six teams this year is a credit. Mm. Yeah, sorry form, to go on a, a rant, but bloody hell, that pisses me off though. Because we've, we've, you know, all paths lead to Rome as such. And we've just gone about it a different way and ended up in the same spot with similar points. You know, we've beaten the big boys, which is amazing. And, you know, and that, that swells our balls and makes us feel wonderful. But, you know, then being so, I don't know, I mean, just just so meek against teams that we really should be more aggressive against away from home and just leave such a bitter taste in the mouth, you know. And that's why this, this final is so important to our season because we had it all in our hands and we fucked it up. Yeah. And it was it was a meek, cowardly display. And I don't mean to bring the pod down. But this is this has been my mood for the last couple of weeks. It's it's really hard to get up for this and behind this team at the moment. They've they've really set me up and and let me down, you know. But well, we have got um, Mr. Europa in our dugout, haven't we? We do. So we do. you know, there's only seven managers that have won the competition more than on more than one occasion. Uh, three-time winner Giovanni Trapattoni. Irish manager as well, of course. Had done Juventus uh, in 77, internationally in 91, and Juve again in 93. Emery, three times consecutively with um, uh, Sevilla. Um, so, you know, 
I, I'm I'm hoping that that will have a factor on 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 us because you know I, we've got to have some good luck, don't you think? We need it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we do. You make your own. But life. I think we need to we need to go into the game with no fear. We can't be worried about what if we don't win and this that and the other. We just we just got to go in and they've just got to go in and just throw their all into it and just put everything behind it. Show the passion and. Mm. Sorry, excuse me, I was coughing. Show the passion and the heart and the belief that you want to win it. That's what they need to do. Just go in with no fear. And there's a few players there that really need to, to show their minerals and, and start start strong instead of with fear. Because, you know, the, the first 15 minutes of that game is going to be so important. You know, how we start is, is, is going to be massive. And there's a few of those players who traditionally have folded at the clutch moments that they're the ones that, that our tie is going to really rely on. I, I think I think we can say, you know, the the guys with the hunger at the moment, and we saw that from the Valencia away game, you know, Abamyang and Lacazette, they really they really led the team. But we, we need some other guys to to either step up or not fold. Yeah. You know, definitely. I'm thinking the the Jackers of your team, you know your Kalasinaches of the team, you know your your players that are struggling at the moment with age, you know your Monreals, you know your players who are have to play above themselves and out of position, your Maitland Niles, they're they're really going to be the important ones because we can't rely on players like Özil to step up because he's just going to play his own game and the game will have to suit him in order to be effective. He's had plenty of opportunity to step up and he just hasn't taken it. So we can't Yeah. You can't turn to Wurzel in a game like this. You've got to you I'm gonna say he's either got to be benched or not play at all. But you know his passing accuracy was the best Arsenal player on the on, on the pitch. He had ninety two percent passing accuracy. Well he's only passing he sideways. Because he slows backwards. it down. He play he plays for himself, he plays for his stats. Okay. Yeah, I only they, really saw him playing sideways and backwards, Fergus. I can't. I didn't see him putting anything into the box or a, a crucial or yeah, a crucial pass to someone to make it to make an opportunity arise. I, I never saw that. Mm. Okay, okay. But then again, should we've we, said it before. Should we discuss about, it, or is this is this a no-go no go no, I was going to say as well. Per Mertesacker had a right good pass rate, didn't he? We've said it before. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's just the same thing. I'm sure Jack has got a great pass rate sometimes as well, because he only ever passes sideways or backwards. The only thing he oh, does do is yeah. shoot. Well, his shooting record, as we know, is one in twenty. So, what did you think of Jacker on on Thursday then? I didn't think one thing or another about him, really. If I'm honest, yeah, I thought Jacker and Torreira yeah, worked he was... okay. They're the better pairing, Trev. They are the better pairing. They are better pairing, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll admit they are. Uh, because they're the best match pairing, especially if Ramsey's not about to to solve the problem of us playing the back three. I, I would still feel most most comfortable with Jaka and Torreira because Jaka he has to sit deep because that's the only way he can really affect the game, and he needs to be protected by those around him. Um, and Torreira needs to play a slightly more advanced role, which I don't always know is best for him, but as a pairing, that works. And he's got to go nick the ball up the pitch 
and then he's got he's the spark that creates the transition. So I I, I would I would definitely start with those with those two. So he's the, the guy that protects Shaka the most. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, if we if we start with those two then, and we've got Alba and Lacquer up front, but we're thinking Özil may not show up. Who plays instead of Özil then? Well, if Ramsey's fit, hopefully. The only other player yeah. is, is no, Mikatarian in that role. Ramsey, Ramsey won't play. Um, Mikatarian won't travel. Yes. That's another subject issue. completely. That's but in, in saying that, boys, as much as I would prefer Mikatarian because of his ability to drive the play forward, I think Ozil is still the safer option. I just think for us as a team moving forward our style of play has moved beyond him yes. and he just slows us down too much. I'd still start him in Baku though because I just don't trust Mikatarian. So he's, if, if you've he's got... up and down like a whore's draws. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you've got, if you've got like Torreira and Xhaka in the middle, which is, which is to me is, is quite strong defensively even, can, can Gwenduzi play the Ozil role? Without the pressure of having to cover so much, because you've got a a a Wolby or Maitland Niles can. Well, Maitland Niles. Maitland Niles is going to be right wing back. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel sorry. I, I for Maitland Niles. I think he's done all right out there. I don't think he's put really. He's still learning out there. Don't get me wrong. He's only had a couple of seasons out there, but I think, in all fairness to him, he he doesn't put much wrong. And if he does put it wrong, he tries to make it right. He doesn't falter away from it he doesn't run away from the ball or he doesn't sit with his hands in his head he go he carries on for it so but uh, it, it, it's not his preferred position no, it's, from the it's game. not but uh, he, he uh, wants game time he needs game time and he can play in that position so all fair to him he, he's doing it and he's trying to do a job all, all, and he's by all, far the best bloody right wing back that we've got in the squad yeah, now the last person i want to see on that well. pitch is lichsteiner no, I, I, listen. All I all I want is our strongest side as, yeah. as a starting lineup. You know, oh, we it, all do, mate. We all th- do. This is this is the most um, important game of important. Of, of, yeah. of this decade for us, uh, Trevor. If makes you fuck yeah, absolutely. Slight absolutely. change of subject for a minute. One... Sorry, sorry, Toby. Just sorry. S- slight change of subject for the benefit of Trevor. Trevor, who sent me a picture of him sitting by the beach in Cos. I'm looking out the window over the rolling hills of Essex, and it's fucking hailstones right here now. <laughs> Unlucky. Oh well, it's quite warm up here, mate. Do Sorry, carry on, brother. <laughs> I fucking need one. I, 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 I was going to say, well, to to backtrack slightly, that's Melbourne winter. That's the type of uh, weather we're having now, but it's supposed to be your summer, so that's pretty depressing. But my um, <laughs> my my question to you was, or, or to to everyone really, we kind of have to play a back three, don't we? Yes, because. We don't have the defence to play a back four. So your Maitland-Niles and your Kolasinaches are, are vitally important. And then we have to somehow squeeze two holding midfielders in there to protect the wing-backs who are advancing forward. And then we have to play a number 10 because we have to play two strikers. So there's only really... There's very few ways that we can... Um, differentiate there's not many other tactics that we can that we can actually make it's it's only really personnel changes rather than formational Mm. we haven't got a lot of options we haven't we haven't and that's the problem with our squad it's a bit uh, 
dysfunctional at the minute and it, it's it's got holes uh, in the whole squad and I think that's what uh, MRI is going to try and uh, address in the summer um, mm. Trevor you said you wanted to talk about the shit way UEFA firstly arranged the final and secondly the appallingly low ticket allocation very soon clubs will get zero allocation because UEFA gives zero fucks about proper fans yeah well I, I wrote that just after I saw the allocation Fergus so I was a bit on one but um, I'm not knocking Baku. I'm not knocking Azerbaijan. Arsenal have already played in Baku this year earlier in the season against Karabag, and it was a lovely trip, lovely city. But for a final of, of, of this calibre, um, UEFA was saying yesterday that they couldn't give us any bigger allocation because Baku Airport simply can't handle the influx of international visitors. Um, and they also said that the, the finalists could come from anywhere, so the location of the final w- wasn't something to be overly considered. And I just thought, what a load of bullcrap. What a load of bullcrap. 6,000 six seats allocated in a 70,000-seat stadium, so that's 12,000 supporters and very wealthy supporters uh because it's it's costing a fortune like you you're you're you've got a, a different route because where you live uh, and it's still going to cost you five or six hundred pounds and that's uh, to get out there but the, the the cost of flights to go from the uk i looked at christmas and it was about five or six hundred pounds and if you look now there's very few direct flights but even going via istanbul and via moscow and places like that you're over a thousand pounds for a flight um jazz ray on on the forum has a friend who's organizing a charter uh, if he can get enough people and the cheapest seat on there is 850 quid and that's looking out to be a fucking bargain now it's disgusting yeah. mate it's just all about making money, boys, isn't it? I mean, I've just seen that Thomas Cook are doing the Arsenal flights and uh, they want just under a grand just for the flight. No hotels, no tickets. So they're rinsing us anyway. But, mm. you know, it's... it's if, if With the greatest respect to Baku, which is, a, which is a nice city, a nice place, if you can't carry an influx of thirty or 40,000 people for a final... Then you shouldn't be awarded it in the first place, you know. Nothing against the city, nothing against the people. It's just simple mathematics. Something goes on at UEFA, the, and the only people that lose here are the proper fans. No one else mm. is losing. The, the, the teams will still get there, okay. UEFA will still get I, there, I, okay. You know. I was ta- I was talking to my wife, um, who admittedly knows sweet fuck all about football uh, and the whole thing and she just said she said there's something wrong with your sport that you like said you get ripped off uh, with the season ticket what if I liked football as well and what if we, the kids wanted to go to football and stuff like that you know my my season ticket being the, the, the cheapest is at um, 850 but you know if you're two of them that's a fortune and the fact that it's this final is in the back end arsehole of nowhere it's not even in fucking Europe no, it's not in Europe. Do you know, my mate Terry, good old boy, I go to a lot of aways with Terry. Well, you've met him, Fergus. You've, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. Met Terry. He's, I'm meeting him out there, and uh, he's got to have, to make it slightly more cost-effective, he's got nine hours in Istanbul each way. Nine hours in Istanbul each way. The only mm. way he can get there. Uh, and he's still paying a fortune, you know. But they know we'll do it. They know us fans will do it, don't they? 
So, yeah. are, are yeah, we? It's, it's it's supply and demand. That's it's the and the corporatization of the game. You know, we're just supply and demand. I get. I understand, and I and I wholeheartedly appreciate that. If everybody wants to go to to Benidorm on holidays, that you know, there's only so many hotel rooms, so many flights, and everything else. But the fact that UEFA have put this, not even in your, they might as well have put it in fucking Melbourne, to be honest. You know, it, that, it, it is cheaper to fly to Australia. It's cheaper to fly to fucking China than it is to fly to Baco. Uh, and at uh, least the fucking infrastructure could cope with it, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It is. I like Melbourne. I love Melbourne. Europa League the, final with the MCG, that'll do for me. It's, <laughs> it's the sporting capital of the world. We live in Richmond, like a stone's throw from the G. Oh, the posh from area. Amy Park. Uh, well... Traditionally, it was very working class, but yeah, it, it's become more gentrified. But, but, but all Ma- of the Max infrastructure, keeps the levels, doesn't he? By having Max in there, it brings the level down. Oh, he brings it the fuck down. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> but all of all of the all of the infrastructure allows for you know an obscene amount of people to you know catch public transport in. You know, it's everything's walking distance from the train station the bars and pubs and all that profit from, you know, it, it's all set up in a way that it's a sporting hub. Yeah, but everything's so, so expensive, anyway. Toby. Everything's so expensive now, mate, there. It's a yeah. joke. Mm. What, what in, in Australia? Yeah. Well, yeah, cost of living is through the fucking roof. Taxation is, is huge, but um, yeah. Yeah, so, I'm not. I'm, but, I'm not going to argue with that. Pisses me off. Listen, so. Boston. Boston always asked a question, uh, and uh, in the group ahead of this um, podcast, uh, Trev, you said uh, because UEFA give zero fucks about proper fans. What makes a real fan? What makes a, a, a proper fan? Is somebody like Toby, like Boston, like Max, are they proper fans because they don't have a season ticket, because they don't go to away games, because they don't uh, go week in, week out? What makes a proper fan? Can, can I just say one thing first? Yeah. Actually supporting the club would fucking help when you're going to that final before we even answer that question. So... You know, 14,000 people all up out of 70,000 who even support the club. What type of atmosphere is that going to do for, for, for the players especially? It's, 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 it's a fucking joke. But anyway, I'm, I'm sorry I butted in. No, 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 no. no. Well, Toby, you're right. Toby, you're right, mate. In, because what, I don't know if you know, because you're in Australia, so I hope I'm not insulting you by, by explaining this to you, but... What happens is <laughs> you, I take no offence. UEFA put the Europa League tickets up for sale in a ballot some months before the final, and yeah. anyone can buy yeah. them. You know, anyone can go in the ballot yeah. and buy them. And I looked online yeah. last night, and there's loads of Europa League final tickets on like Via GoGo, StubHub, and that. You know, where people have got because yeah, everyone's just going to jack the price up and be fucking yeah. And, and you know, UEFA have kindly made it a lot easier for the touts now because they're all e-tickets. So you've only got to email the e- send the email on, and you've got a yeah. ticket. It's not even difficult to yeah. get a ticket. But uh, and how much yeah. were they going for? I, 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 I've I, seen I fear. There were some for less than that, Fergus. In fairness, there were some for a bit less than that. But uh, there'll be there'll be a fair few Arsenal and Chelsea fans there that don't get their their ticket through the club, and uh, mm. it's a shame. Mm. But so so what but makes yeah, a, the, what makes a proper fan then? Who are you asking oh, me? Some someone 
Tell All right. Okay. So some someone from the outside. So I, I've I've kind of got my foot in both camps because we were from we were from London originally anyway. But it's someone who rocks themselves when they're watching their team. You know, like an Arsene Wenger cradle, or you're trying to rock out a turd when you're constipated. That sitting <laughs> on the edge of your seat, That's a good analogy. living oh, and breathing every tackle. You know, that, that, that's what makes a fan. And I think the, the globalisation of the game, and I think this really ties in with the, with the Baku ticket allocation and the, the, the location of the game in general, is that you can be a fan no matter where you are. But that it, regardless of whether you're a fan from afar, you have to say it does kind of take away from that geographical tribalism that drove football in the first place. Do, so do that, you have to, you know? Do you have to be a season ticket holder to be a proper fan? No, I'm not. Of course not. Especially when you're priced out of the game anyway. No, of course you don't have to be a season ticket holder. Of course not. Everyone's a fan. But it bloody helps it, if you can be. Well, but you see, it's, you you just said, Toby, it's not affordable anymore. You know, when I was a kid, no jokes, please, Fergus. I used to go down the shilling boys. We never had any money and we just used to, you know, it wasn't even a worry. Having the money to go to watch football yeah. wasn't a concern. Now they put their slate, they put their slate um, in their school yeah. bag and they stick it down behind. Oh I don't my know. God. <laughs> Are you done? Are you finished? But, but, but the, the, wonderful, the wonderful coverage and selection that we have these days is, is kind of the good part of the obscene success of the Premier League in general. Mm. The problem is now the way the way corporate greed has taken over and you've got so many different fingers in the same fucking pie that you have to have, you know, seven different subscriptions just to see Arsenal every week. No, you, we're actually no, you don't. More, just an internet more, connection. True, true. But we're actually more fortunate in Australia because you can have one subscription and see all of the games you know whereas you i i understand you've got the streaming and everything but like the, the official yeah. way is you need sky and need bt sports yeah and we can't get to see every game no yeah, they don't show bloody horrible. Games, do they? nope they do here <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're, they're i'll be watching house. one live this weekend yeah yeah. But yeah, good luck, mate. I, I, I wish I was going with you. But no, every, every everyone is a fan of Arsenal Football Club in their own way, right? You can't get on with everyone. I don't agree with a lot of them, but they're all fans. The only the only t- tiny minute thing that winds me up is is when you see on Facebook, and it happens on Facebook occasionally on Twitter. Oh, Arsenal have lost four games in a row. That's it. I'm supporting Liverpool next season. And people, so they, they're, they're tiny. No, they're not, they not proper fans. They are not proper fans. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's that that frustrates me slightly. Well, it makes me laugh actually. It doesn't frustrate me. It makes me laugh. But we're all fans of football, whether you go, whether you're not. As you just said, the pub, the TV, publicity, social media, make sure you're a proper fan of football. Mm. And we can't all agree because it'd be boring. And there's um, a whole lot of proper fans. Um, I, I say that in those air quotes there's a whole lot of us mm-hmm. here uh, in london who wanted to get together and uh, who can't make it out to backhaw because of the, the 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 allocation and the expense of it and we were hoping that the club would open up the emirates stadium 
uh, and put a big screen on. But guess what? They can't open it because they're putting 800 more posh platinum seats in. They're just going to finish off. You know, they, Trev, the extension they've done on, on the, the ring above, uh, uh, above the east stand and the clock end they're going to do yep. the west stand and north bank and it will put another 800 or so seats in there uh, yeah. you think they'd think of something do something on the concourse give something back to the fan base yeah they, 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 well i knew that building work was coming didn't we but you know yeah. you've just you've just said it again there i don't know if you realize what you said there you, i think you did actually they're putting in more uh platinum class seats and that's what the game's all about nowadays right we talk about uefa we talk about the clubs talk about tv the only thing they think of now the only thing they think of now is how can we make another pound an average seat in there costs three thousand pounds they don't think about us the fans how can we make a working it's a working class game that has been corporatized beyond the reach of your average working person hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's yeah. a joke. I mean, so what are you going to do? You, you, you're going to go and the only way to do it is go and have a, a second or third tier local team, and then support your Premier League team from afar. So I think more and more fans are going to have a Premier League team, and then have their local team. A lot of people, go, a than, lot of people, Leighton Orient, which is probably the the local team and that people would support from say the east east side of of London. Their attendances have gone up over the years, and I think it's for that very yep. reason. Um, a lot of old West yep. Ham people who didn't want to go to the new stadium uh, and felt not necessarily priced out of it because they'd done some good ticket pricing initially, but they got to, got to the, the Orient, and I think that is the case. Like the, the thing that annoyed mm. me more about putting these extra seats in and saying our capacity goes up, um, when they had to make adjustments because of dis- uh, disability um, access rules and stuff like that, which is, I think, is good that we we get more disabled people can get to see a game of football and enjoy it. But it came out of the lower tier. It came out of you know the the cheap seats were replaced with disabled access seats. But yet again, they'll put more posh seats in at three grand a pop. Some of them are actually five or mm. five six grand, but an average of three grand a pop. Yeah, that's disgusting. Mm. Mm. Absolutely disgusting. And um, yeah, well, to go on about what we're saying in Baku as well, it's with the six grand a time and. The allocation for that, which you know, I mean, for the for season ticket holders, I think in a final, for me personally, I I think it should be open to every member or every membership that we've got. In, in all fairness, I don't think it should be just down to how many away points you've got because it's a final. It's it's completely different, and I think it should be open. But I can understand why it's not open to everyone because you're going to get an allocation of six thousand in a stadium that has got 68,000 seats it's a a joke I get your point um, but I think rewarding the people who go there week in week out first first of all you know again this it it brings back the argument of what a real fan is Um, and Uh, and I'm not taking anything away from guys like yourself Mike you can't get a season ticket at the minute because of circumstances and you're that that far down the waiting list as well so yeah if I could have a season ticket I'd have one mate by all means yes but I just don't think people should be penalised on the lower memberships for a a away game Uh, All right, in in the away game in the leagues you can understand a bit yeah you you know you've got so many points to go see this game You, you sort of get that because that's happened for years. It's not. It's not. It's not a new thing. Well, that's but, bro- that's broken as well because I. Well, I yeah, there is. I go to away games and I never get a credit because I have to go through some of the the guys that we know to get a ticket. How well, did you get yeah. a ticket to Burnley? You didn't get it, but well, I ain't got a season got, ticket, so 
I've I've had I, I you know I mean I've got one exchanged to me so whoever yeah. couldn't go has yeah. exchanged it which is fair but he enough. Get, he get, he gets the point you don't get yeah the point. We, he gets the point I've I've yeah. only got a red membership so yeah. I, I'll I'll never see a point in my life I don't think on anything right. but I think with it with it being a European final or if it's a FA Cup final or a Champions League final for instance anything like that I think it should be opened up on a first first come first serve basis regardless of what membership you're on and I think that makes it fair to all fans and for people like myself who's on a red membership if we got that opportunity to get one of them tickets it makes me feel you know what I mean it, it makes us as lower membership you know what I mean people on lower yeah. memberships it makes us feel like oh we've got something we can go to without actually having to fight tooth and nail to see if we can get one or pay over the odds for a ticket like Trev said about um, going on that stub hub and paying four or five hundred quid for a ticket for example mm. you know it, it just makes us feel a bit more rewarded sometimes that we get a chance to go no and, and, and it's it's the club giving something oh, it's, they're, it's they're all about money back to the fact, we, yeah. we know it's all about money and marketing and sponsorships one, and all that one of the bullshit, things that but... trevor trevor mentioned about um a solution for th- this backhouse situation and I, I was wondering i i think it could work that uefa nominate two three uh three or four cities or three or four stadiums as potential venues and it's and it's confirmed. I suppose you'd have to confirm the venue before the semi-final first leg. Yeah, you could. You could you confirm could easily, the. Yeah, you could confirm them straight away. You could easily do it. I mean, I just want to go back to the tickets for five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Me being a selfish old bugger, I think that the first people to get tickets for this final should them that's been tra- travelling to the away games in Europe. They, we should, I should get first first whack at that. This year, I've been to you know Ukraine, I've been to Belarus, I've been to Azerbaijan, I've been to Portugal, been to Germany, been to Spain, and now I'm struggling. Well, I'm not struggling for a ticket. I'm very lucky in that I've got one. So, but anyway, going back, I, to I can understand that, Trev, by all means. But again, it comes to my point with something like that. It, it, it also comes to my point is that I'll never get a chance to get one of those tickets to travel to a to a. Um, you will, yeah. you will get a, t- a ch- I'll get you a chance will. if I buy it off somebody else. Yes, yes. I've got to get it through third yes. party. Yes. But yes. I'd never, I'll never be able to get one from directly from Arsenal, me as, for instance. And me as a season ticket holder, rarely get the opportunity to do that either. You see, the, the early rounds of Europa, like um, Ukraine, um, Bart- Barte Borisov, um, Poltava, Karabag. Anyone could. They 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 all went down to red members. Them tickets. They went down to red members because they're such an horrible journey. I mean, I'm not going to dwell on it, boys. But we all know what happened in Ukraine. I'm sat in a bar in bloody Poltava with my feet up, having a beer for about thirty pence, and over it comes on the news. The game's been moved two hundred odd miles from Poltava yeah. to oh, Kiev. Yeah. What a nightmare yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, but that's uh, what I mean. If they can open them up to red members and silver members and whatnot. Then surely they could open up the rest of them too. Why do they have to? This this is my argument, mate. Right? It's just why do they have to always keep it to a certain level before anyone else well, gets it? They have stages, you see, and and to be honest, to, to they have stages of release, Mike. And I've got my own view on that, which which I'm not going to put out to the public for now for my own reasons. But going back to the venues, right, which which is what Fergus said just now. UEFA also said yesterday that they have to name the, the, the venue for the final at least two years in advance. Why do they have to do that? Not for the fans, is it? So they can line their fucking pockets, excuse me. Ah, it's all corporate, mate. That's yeah. all that's no. going to be there. Yeah. It's going to have no atmosphere. 12,000 fans from uh, yeah. 
just, you know, I mean, 14,000 fans from could, the actual just, take for, this for, season, the, for the right? actual fans for the teams. It's disgusting. Take this season, right? If they'd have put four or five or even six stadiums on standby at the start of the season, when it was when the semi-finals were known, there was two teams from the UK, there was one from Spain, and there was one from Germany. So Paris, and that, Paris, or even Italy, yeah, yeah. or even somewhere in even somewhere in um. In okay. Scandinavia, you know, yeah. any, anywhere that they could have said, right, the semi-finals are now known. It's six or seven weeks until the final. Don't tell me you can't a stadium can't set up for a final in six or seven weeks. They set Kiev up for our game against uh, overnight Poltava overnight, and the yeah. cameras were all there, and the, the, the vending was all there. Or admittedly, there weren't much of a crowd there, but there was never going to be. So it's all bullshit, mate. It is absolutely. Listen to me getting angry. It's not often I do that, but it's really got to me. This, this game. Could I think it comes down with the planned. infrastructure as well. How can the place have a sixty-eight thousand seat stadium and not have the infrastructure around it yeah. to accommodate sixty-eight thousand people? You will see. I just want to reiterate, Mike. You're exactly. They right. do the fucking Grand Prix for fuck's sake. They yeah, do exactly. But I just want to reiterate. That's, I'm that's, not having a go more, at the Azerbaijanis. That's more here. people than that. You know. It's not their fault. It's not Baku's fault. Oh, no. I'm just saying, this is what I mean. It, it, they need to take a serious look into it. I'm not blaming the town. I'm no, not blaming I the city. Not. Yeah, it, It's nothing no, to do the, with that, But, the, but the government, whoever's the given the backhanded for, deal to, to get the of, bloody you know I mean, final that in the first people, place, then Mike, surely let, your wafer should Toby have been looking speak. elsewhere. Toby, no, it's, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, we were saying we're not having a crack at Baku. But the government or the the public private partnership or whatever it is, it's paid a fucking lot of money under the table to get the final in the first place. Let's make no bones about allegedly. It. This is this is a payoff. Allegedly, this is a yeah. fucking payoff. Allegedly, yeah, <laughs> because we're going to get sued because of our incredible coverage on this podcast. Yes. Um, but. Um, yeah, no, there, there absolutely would be a, a, a financial deal that the UEFA would have made this this deal, this this final here. There, there is no other way. No logical sense would point to it being here otherwise. No. Listen, being careful, being careful of Fergus having to use the word allegedly again. But talking, <laughs> talking hypothetically, yeah. Yeah. If I was yep. the president of Azerbaijan and some bloke called Blatter or Platini or whoever came to me and said, we'll give you five, if we sort all this, you can make a couple of million, we'll make a couple of million, can we have the final in Azerbaijan? I'd snap their bloody hand off. You know, I'm talking hypothetically there. I'm not saying that's happened, but you know. Mm. Well, Boys, listen, we're, we're, we've overran slightly. Uh, Sorry, we, we, we've overran ever so slightly. We've just lost Mike. He's dropped off by, uh, I think he's lost his connection. Um, we could do this to death. We could do it, and you can hear in Trevor's voice, um, it's getting him wound up. And in the interest of his health and well-being, I think <laughs> we should call off. it... <laughs> I, I, I think we'll call it a day. You have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Thank you, Toby, for jumping in, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, Mike, in your absence. Uh, and Trev, you can get back to that. What degrees you got out there? 30 degrees, probably? No, it's only been about 24, 25 today. Mm, it's a bit cool, yeah. really. Yeah. Okay. Up the arse. 
Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.